Hi, everyone. Welcome to our first official episode of Toast and Topics. I'm Sachin. And I'm Ben. It's Sunday, July 16th. Let's jump right in. This week's podcast is titled Red Meat Recession, Conflicting Indicators of Economic Activity. Before we get deeper into it, I wanted to spend a few minutes talking about the inspiration behind our topic this week, which will make a standard practice in Toast and Topics. I selected this week's topic after reading an article which talked about declining red meat sales and how it was one potential signal for a recession. This got me thinking more about what information we could gather from high-frequency economic indicators and whether they could point to a potentially more severe recession on the horizon. To set the scene a bit more, we have all been hearing the word recession come up in the news for well over a year at this point. This has been one of the most telegraphed recessions ever, and yet it still feels far from it on the ground. In fact, U.S. GDP actually gained 1.1% in the first quarter of 2023, and the Atlanta GDP Now model is predicting another 1.7% rise in the second quarter. Why, then, do other indicators paint a mixed message? I think a good place to start is why even look at high-frequency economic indicators in the first place? It's a good question. High-frequency economic indicators, such as credit card sales or electricity consumption, are valuable for economists to track because they're noticeable in our day-to-day lives. And they react quicker than other lagging indicators, such as unemployment. Trends that we see in high-frequency data can often foreshadow changes in the underlying strength of an economy. The article we read talked about Costco's quarterly results from May 2023, where their CFO, Richard Galanti, highlighted a noticeable decline in red meat sales. Historically, declines in red meat sales have been associated with looming recessions. The reason is that it could be a potential signal that consumers are shifting their spending away from more expensive cuts of meat towards cheaper alternatives such as pork and poultry. In fact, stores such as Costco have noticed similar trends in prior recessions, such as in 1999, 2000, as well as 2008. As goods inflation has risen across the board, it is not altogether surprising that many lower-income consumers are being priced out of certain higher-end products on grocery shelves. However, I think it's important to acknowledge that this decline in red meat sales may also be affected by other factors, such as, for example, the rise of alternative meat products. Agreed, and I'm a big believer in not reading into any one indicator too much. It may in fact be the case that declining red meat sales is driven by other factors. But what makes me feel a bit more ominous is that we saw other trends pointing to a softer economy on that same earnings call. For example, the Costco CFO mentioned that their private label brands were seeing increased interest over name branded items which again illustrates a shift in spending towards cheaper goods. Additionally, there was a dip in average daily transactions, down 4.2% worldwide and 3.5% in the U.S. Finally, they also saw fewer consumers making big-ticket purchases, such as home furnishings and electronics, and that's likely due to greater uncertainty over their spending patterns and employment status moving forward. What's interesting is that despite these fears of a recession, there are other indicators that paint a different picture of the strength of the U.S. consumer. For example, May retail sales, which were the latest at the time of this recording, rose by 0.3%, which far exceeded the expectation for a 0.1% rise. 
Additionally, the travel sector has been a bright spot, with companies such as Delta and Carnival Cruise Lines reporting record demand for travel and raising their outlook for the rest of 2023. In fact, according to CNN, the eight largest U.S. airlines were essentially back to their level of traffic that they had in the first quarter of 2019, before the COVID-19 pandemic. And finally, we've seen strength in restaurant bookings. A recent study from OpenTable, a restaurant technology company, found that 66% of diners said that they had eaten out at least once a week, and that 33% said they were eating out more than they did six months ago. That's really interesting. And I'd probably attribute this to continued strength in the labor market, with wage growth settling at higher levels versus the underlying cost of living. Ultimately, the U.S. consumer seems to still have purchasing power, which is clearly seen in their continued spending in certain pockets of the economy. It may also be that lifestyle preferences have changed. Americans today have prioritized spending more on experiences over goods, largely driven by pent-up demand and savings from COVID-19, which is seen in the recent strength in travel bookings and restaurant demand. So to conclude, what should we make of these conflicting statistics? Are we in a recession or are we not? Technically, the answer is no, we're not. As of Q2 2023, we have had two consecutive quarters of GDP growth. And even in 2022, which had two consecutive quarters of GDP contraction, the underlying strength of the U.S. economy, attested to by indicators such as manufacturing sales, industrial production, and job growth, prevented the National Bureau of Economic Research from declaring a recession. Yes, the consumer is showing signs of weakness in some areas, but by no means does that indicate that the consumer is weak. What we do know is that this debate isn't necessarily settled, and that economists all over the world will be looking at a broad range of indicators, including some of the ones we mentioned today, to gain more clarity on the complex state of the consumer. Thank you all for joining us today. And we'll see you again in two weeks, where we will discuss the economic picture in China as it fully adjusts to the realities of post-pandemic life. If you like what you heard, please rate and follow us on Spotify as it helps more people find our podcast. While you're at it, follow us on Instagram too, at Toast and Topics. And finally, please feel free to leave feedback in the Google form linked in our podcast description. We'd love to hear more about what you think so far and what you're interested in hearing next. Okay, that's all for now.